When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with a Wednesday night whitewash. History made in the World Series. How did Houston do it? We will start there. Then, after a deadline downer, can the pack bounce back? We'll tell you why this weekend is the last stand for one of the all-time greats. And no more time to talk for Tampa Tom. Why this week needs to be the Bucks' best by far if he's getting back to the big game. All that and a whole lot more as we get up with you starting right now. Look at Bartholomew. He's on fire. And he remembered his suit, which was a step forward this week. We are jam-packed this morning. Todd's here to talk about baseball. We got Dominique Foxworth ready to go. All that is on the way. We begin with history made last night in the World Series. Game of the night. One of the games of the year. One of the games of a lot longer than that. Here we go, Todd. Game four. Christian Javier had it rolling. Yeah, he used that fastball all day. He dominated through 70 fastballs out of 97 pitches. You got to hit one of them, and the Phillies did not. Absolutely. This is Nick Castellanos going down. Javier's seventh strikeout in four no-hit innings. Meanwhile, top of five. Astros up one nothing. Alex Bregman, bases loaded. Yeah, they brought Alvarado in. They threw one pitch too many here. It was an 0-2 count. Gave him a good pitcher hit. Bregman coming through like he always does. And two runs scored on this one. 5 nothing. Houston the score. That's all they need. But wait, it was not all the drama. Bottom five. Javier not done yet. Nah, he used the fastball up. He used it down. The vertical movement was just phenomenal. It's one of those invisibles which we'll talk about in a little bit. Good doubting for him. Javier strikes out five straight. Comes out after six innings. No hits. Nine Ks. So, on comes Brian Abreu to pitch the seventh. More of the same. Yeah, they got one, two, three, four guys that could come in and dominate. And as you can see, Brian doing what he does best. Nasty fastball with a nasty slider coming after. He that. had the seventh. Rafael Montero had the eighth. Doing what he does best. Another fastball pitcher. Heavy fastball. That's probably the hardest hit ball the Phillies hit all day. And it didn't work out too well. Astros, three outs away from a combined no-hitter. Only the second no-hitter in World Series history. Don Larson, wherever he is, watching closely. Ryan Presley looking to close it against JT Real Muto, and they've done it. It's a no-hitter in the game of the World Series. Astros take it 5-0. The series even at two games apiece. And afterwards, amazement all around. What Javi and all the guys did was is really special. So a moment that we'll we'll all cherish for forever. Yeah, I really don't give. <laughs> no, nope. move on tomorrow. It's cool. We'll be in the history books, I guess. All right, so I guess that's the attitude they have to take. But Todd, let's talk specifically about Javier. How exactly did he dominate this lineup? We have some tape. Yeah, real simple. He's got a fastball that's very unhittable. You hear about late life, a heavy fastball ride. As a batter, you're taught to swing down on the ball. And he throws this rising fastball that looks like a strike, 
Let's talk about 12 inches of vertical movement going up. It looks here. I'm going to hit it now. It's coming up, bud. Sorry about it, Harper, less today. And then he went down below. So that ball that looks like it's going to be a ball, we're going to rise back up and hit the bottom of the zone. He worked perfect with Christian Vasquez yesterday. They had a good game plan, and they said, you know what? Let's dominate with the fastballs, not worry about the off-speed pitches. And you saw what he did yesterday. Yeah, so a dominating performance. I'm sure there are many fans out there who will be asking the question. He hadn't thrown 100 pitches. He had a no-hitter going through six innings of a World Series game. It's only happened once before, and everyone can say the name Don Larson with me. How do you take him out of a ball game when he has a no-hitter going at 97 pitches? Well, Dusty said it best at the end of the day. It's a new era. This is baseball, how it's going to be. If you get close to 100 pitches, we're going to take you out. I mean, they got the, well, they got the bullpen at the end of the day with Brian Abreu, uh, just to name a few, and Presley at the end. So this is the second time this has happened, one against the Yankees, mm -hmm. and it's, prove, it's proven well. So Dusty Baker pressing all the right buttons, and we'll see what happens Look, in game five. It, it's hard to argue with the results. Obviously, it worked. So you've played a long time. How much, if any carryover is there tonight? Justin Verlander getting the start for Houston. Well, we thought there would be carryover from yesterday's game, and it didn't. Houston came back and did what they did best after five home runs from Philly. I see a really close game. I see a short lease for Verlander, and Dusty Baker is not going to take that chance tonight and Philly again with Noah Syndergaard. So we're going to see a battle. It might be a lot of runs scored today. In, in case you should be wondering, what does he mean? A short lease for Verlander. He's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He also happens to have among the worst numbers in World Series history. That has to become sort of a psychological play in all of this tonight. Yes? Yeah, it, it's in your mind. It's in your mind, but this is the biggest game. If Phillies lose this game, it's going to be tough to be, uh, win two on the road. So right now, who's got the advantage? 2-2, game five tonight in Philly. Who has the edge in the World Series? I'm still sticking with Philly. They're playing at home, and they have their bullpen ready, and both sides, it's all hands on deck. So we'll see if Rob Thompson can pull one out of his sleeve again. All right, stay close by. We'll have much more on the World Series as we continue. Meantime, to the NFL weekend, bold predictions for Week 9. Hey, Rob Ninkovich, give me a bold prediction for this weekend in the NFL. I'm going with the Titans over Kansas City. Yeah, I said it. The Titans relying on that running game, that physical mindset that the Titans do have. I, I think that in this game right now, it's set up. Titans might be able to pull it off. If they win this game, keep an eye out on a one-seed possibility for Ooh. Tennessee. Bartholomew, oh. give me a bold prediction. Oh, that was really bold, Nico. I'm, I'm going to go with this, and who knew that this was going to be a playoff eliminator? If the Rams lose, oh. I'm going to say they're barbecue chicken. Go ahead and stick a fork in them. They're done. Hoping that Van Jefferson comes back and is able to be the player that he was, but also not ain't trying to kiss and make up with Makers, too little, too late. Full dogs don't eat. Uh, barbecue chicken for the Rams. See if Tom Brady can gain his revenge. Hey, Dominique Foxworth, give me a bold prediction. I got PJ Walker outplaying Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow Ooh. obviously is going to struggle without Jamar Chase. And the, it seems like the Panthers, they have a really talented defense that seems to have a new reason to play. P.J. Walker also has been been playing pretty well lately. He's going up against a Bengals defense that has four cornerbacks on an injury report. Only one of them, Eli Apple, practiced yesterday, and he has a, ham a hamstring injury. So I got P.J. Walker outplaying Joe Burrow. I like it. Graziano, finish it up. A losing streak ends in Detroit on Sunday, but it's not the one you think. The Detroit Lions are going to beat uh, the Green Bay Packers, and then <laughs> they're losing streak and continue Green Bay's because, honestly, like, I, I don't know that Green Bay's defense is built to stop the Lions' offense, and I don't know if Green Bay's offense right now can outscore the Lions' offense when it's on. Here's what I'm envisioning. 
that the people in Green Bay right now, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and everybody are watching and they're saying, oh my goodness, we've lost Graziano. Like he's been, <laughs> he's, he's been the, 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 the guy on the, the back of the for as I, long as I, I've known I, I thought they were going to be good. If so we, did they, by the way. If we've lost Dan, no. all hope is gone. The Packers did not make any moves before the trade deadline this week. Aaron Rodgers was asked about that yesterday. Obviously, the compensation or whatever players that we were going after, it just didn't make sense. So I trust Brian and uh, we had some good conversations. I uh, know that we were, you know, in on some things, and it obviously just didn't uh, didn't pan out. That just sends a message to us that we got to, you know, play with the guys we got and, and win with the guys we got. All right, so look, and, and Graziano's given you his prediction and everything else, and I mean, they're playing the Lions, and I get that the Lions can outscore people, but uh, this is, if, if not now, then when? If you don't win yeah. this game, then what possibility is there? Mm-hmm. If they don't win this weekend, Nico, is their season over? I said their season was over two weeks ago. You did. I, I said that their season was over if they lost at home to the Jets. You did. And they lost at home to the Jets. Mm. So guess what? Yes, it's over. Their season's over. Done. Finito. Do you agree with that part? Is it finito? I believe so. I mean, I mean, really, this is a team that was 13 and three, two years in a row, MVP back to back. The expectations isn't just to get into the tournament. If they struggle to get in the tournament, they really can't do any real damage. I don't understand how this defense got so bad. We had high hopes for this defense, thinking that Aaron Rodgers can win a different way, running the football and leaning on a strong defense. That defense is strong. The run game is good, but they can't, you know, protect uh, Aaron Rodgers. They punted on this season, you know, in the draft when they decided to go defensive instead of moving up trying to get an elite receiver. It was too little, too late trying to get one in the, in the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, and, and I mean they did draft. Christian Watson and Romeo That's not Dobbs, a real but guy. later I understand. I, they, they're real guy. They, they were big. <laughs> doesn't exist. It's, 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 yeah, it's imagination. <laughs> but, but they weren't necessarily <laughs> the difference makers that you're suggesting <laughs> right. that they needed in the absence of Devontae Adams. I, I understand, and it has worked out that way. Um, but you're talking about still making the playoffs. If they don't beat the Lions, no, no disrespect to Detroit. I get yeah. they play hard. If you don't beat the Lions, who are you beating? How are you even well, sneaking into the playoffs? I mean, right now the the last wild card spot in the NFC is a four and four tie between the. 49ers and Washington. Like, it's not out of reach mathematically, right. even if they lose this game. The problem is, like, they have to they have to play better. Like, like the, the year Rodgers won the Super Bowl, they they started out slow. They were injured. Yeah. They got hot and healthy at the right time. And it, so that's their path back in if there is one. But you can't watch them play right now and think I, that they're capable of that. They've got to show you a lot more on both sides of the ball than they've shown so far. They do. Nick, let's let's come to you. And, and, and I, I, I grant that this is sort of an odd place for me to go for the most optimistic take I could ever imagine because you're not usually one who is prone to that. Is there any world in which they do that? Do you see any world in which all of a sudden this Green Bay defense looks like we expected it to? These young receivers kind of get it, and Rodgers finds a way in the second half of the season. I'm as optimistic as that beautiful sunrise behind you. However, I I also am a realist. I watch them play football, and they stink. And they're trying (laughs) really hard is the hard part. It's because they are – it feels like every week for the past four weeks has been like an emotional everything out there. We're going to put it on the table. And they played hard and probably played better than they played in many games against the Bills last week. And now they're going to have to reach down in the tank and find it again for another week. Every week feels like a proven game for them, so I don't know if they'll be able to do it. If Even if they win this week, I don't know if they have the emotional like willpower for the rest of the season to keep playing like this, especially when it's clear that, well, I was going to say they don't have the talent, but they do have the talent. A lot of the teams that are ahead of them, 
do not have rosters as impressive as theirs, but they still, for whatever reason, can't put it together on defense and can't get a consistent offensive production. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Greeny. I want to be optimistic for you, but nah, it's not going to work out for them. I, I think I see it the same yeah. way. Go ahead, Bart. Well, it's never too early then to start talking about what is Aaron Rodgers' long-term future with yeah. his team. Because if you can't win this year, what's the optimism that you can win next year? So the best gift that Aaron Rodgers can potentially give the Green Bay Packers is to get the Russell Wilson deal to allow them the foundation to build for the future. So if they can't win this year, I don't see Aaron Rodgers who teeters every year on whether he's going to play um, or not. You know, it's time to start having those discussions behind closed doors. I, I agree. I mean, what, what if there were three scenarios, right, when this season ends? Rodgers could, A, be the starting quarterback in Green Bay next year. B, somehow, and this I think is financially very unlikely, be the starting quarterback somewhere else next year. Or C, retire. What, what do you think is the likeliest uh, of those I, three? I, I don't see C happening I, probably more in the B range. I, I don't see him no. moving somewhere else because of the fact that his contract is – He's pretty locked in now. Right, so yeah. if you look at his contract and, and the number that he's at, it's more realistic that he plays next year in Green Bay and then potentially after that he moves on to somewhere else. What do you think, Russ? That's the way it's set up. I mean, like he, his stated goal is to finish his career in Green Bay. The, the most recent contract is built to allow him to do that, to give him the control over whether uh, he does that or not. And, and trading him would be financially uh, basically impossible for them this offseason. Of all the things that have happened this season, th this has to be among the most surprising. At the Green Bay Pack, we're sitting here having this conversation about their future, and we're in the first week of November. Meanwhile, coming up next, we will go from one falling legend to another, Tom Brady, his team in a tailspin. Is this a must-win Sunday against the defending Super Bowl champs? We'll get to there. Plus, did Jerry drop the ball at the deadline? Does Dak need another weapon for the Cowboys to be true Super Bowl contenders? And is there only one way left to get one. We have all that and more as we get up with you this morning on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. 
One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. We're back on Get Up with some breaking news from the NFL. It's not a surprise, but it is significant. Adam Schefter tweeted just moments ago, the Dolphins and their new pass rusher extraordinaire, Bradley Chubb, have reached agreement on a five-year, $119 million extension. That includes $63 million guaranteed. The Broncos, of course, traded Chubb to the Dolphins on Tuesday for a package that included a first-round pick this year. So Bradley Chubb signed, sealed, and delivered. Will he deliver a championship to Miami? We'll talk more about them uh, in our second hour this morning. In the meantime, let's do overreaction Thursday with our man Graziano. I'll say some things that I think people are saying, and then Graziano will tell us if those things are overreactions. Dan, if I were to say the Bears are going to finish ahead of the Packers in the NFC North. Would that be an overreaction? I think it is an overreaction, though I don't think it's impossible, right? I mean, look, the Packers offered the Steelers a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. So did the Bears. The Steelers took the Bears' offer because they think the Bears' pick is going to be higher than the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think most people would agree. But are we sure? They have the same record right now. I think I think the Packers have a better bet to turn it around for this season than the Bears. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm not all the way 100. percent You're probably right. The long-term yeah. arrow may be pointed more upwards in Maybe. Chicago, but the short-term arrow probably still in Green Bay. Next, if I were to say the Colts are going to have a new quarterback and a new head coach next year, would that be an overreaction? Uh, it's not a, an overreaction. Look, we know they're probably going to have a new quarterback. Obviously, the Matt Ryan situation did not work out, and it's probably time for the Colts to address this situation in more than just a one-year increment. And unfortunately for Frank Reich. I think if this season doesn't get turned around, there's a strong chance uh, that the owner would consider moving on and, and, and sort of you know, replacing coach and quarterback together, I, maybe the GM. I, I, it's gotten bad there, and I think uh, Jim Irsay is um, – is, they already they let go of the offensive coordinator this week. Yeah. Just a bad sign all the way around. Could be a time for change. One more. If I were to say the Cowboys are good enough to overtake Philadelphia in the NFC East, is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. The Cowboys are good enough. I think it probably won't happen because the Eagles' schedule looks so soft, and I just don't think that, that they're going to let themselves get caught. They already beat the Cowboys once. But I do believe the Cowboys are a good enough team if the Eagles were to slip a little bit to overtake them in the NFC East. Okay, so let's talk more about the Cowboys. So we have befriended, and as a show, this is the larger we, have befriended Tad Prescott, who was Dak Prescott's brother, uh, and, and thus he tweets frequently, and I was following him yesterday. He first tweeted something about expressing frustration that the, the Cowboys didn't make a deal. He then explained it by saying, let's be clear, I'm not upset the Cowboys didn't land Cooks. For the money, we could have kept Coop. What I'm saying is we should have done something. Every other team in contention for the Super Bowl made a move to better their teams. So there is Tad Prescott voicing what many Cowboy fans, I think, were feeling. I will remind everyone that the Cowboys traded Amari Cooper to Cleveland for a fifth-round pick. Fifth? Fifth round. Fifth round. Fifth round. Right? It's it's like a, cap space. Like a special uh, or something. But, but, but one way or another, I mean, think how differently we might be looking at them right now if Amari yeah. Cooper was out there. We certainly wouldn't be talking about them needing another number one receiver. So the question on the screen, Dominique Foxworth, is will the Cowboys regret not making a deal at the deadline? 
I think they should. Maybe they should give Tad a, a seat in the front office. And to be clear, maybe being Dak's brother is kind of cool, but being my cousin is much more impressive to me. So, Tad, we need to introduce him as Dominique Foxworth's cousin, not as Dak Prescott's brother from here on out. <laughs> but I would say that they do need not necessarily a no, new number one receiver as much as they just need more depth. Like, I think that that's something that we take for granted when we go into these NFL playoffs is people are going to get hurt. So even, even adding another running back would be nice, particularly since this team is so focused on running the ball right now. Adding another pass rusher, adding another corner. Those are things that I think would be just as helpful, if not more helpful, than going after another, another or excuse me, going after a number one receiver. So I think they should have done something. Planning for the future is the reason why you trade away Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. It's about cap consideration. You don't win Super Bowls, as the Rams taught us last year, by considering the cap. F them picks, get some players. <laughs> what do you think, Bart? Well, I think they have a great opportunity to get a player. And I think, listen, we all love the Bachelor, right? And I think, listen, right now, Odell no. Beckham is the Bachelor. Let's see what team is going to get him. Because I think that Odell Beckham understands the legacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Could be an opportunity for them to get a player in December that can help them win games to go, you know, with you know, that run game and Zeke and, and everybody else going on. And, you know, you look at also, you know, he, they're probably going to be competing with probably the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think Odell Beckham is going to have a lot of options, but he can be the guy that can put him over the top. He's not a guy that you're going to have to pay a lot of money, but he's a guy that can be effective, that can get in your system for about a month. He should be healthy around December, and you'll have an opportunity. So I think everybody's holding on hope that maybe they can get a guy like Odell Beckham that can help change their – their, their uh, Would that do it? OBJ's not going to do anything right now. He's, he's literally – He's got two ACLs coming off of two ACL surgeries. He on the clock. It, listen, he hurt his ACL in February. He ain't going to be ready to go, especially in December. He's You're counting him out? He, I, I, yes. He needs – if I was in he got his that camp, I would, say, I would say, OBJ, sit this year out. You'll be good to go next year. Because no. if he goes out there and he hurts his knee for a third time, what's his career? It's over. So, it's at this no point, the hell. Cowboys should have kept Cooper. But, yeah, it, every, if they had a crystal ball, they would have. But they got a fifth-round pick for him, which really doesn't equate to much. Maybe a two-, three-year player on your roster if you have a fifth-round pick. Yeah. So, they needed a guy like that, especially if they're going to try and make a playoff run. They need the weaponry. They do not have it. They don't have enough because with attrition, there's going to be somebody that goes down. You don't know who it's going to be, but they're going to lose somebody, hopefully not in the receiving room. They've, they've already had the attrition. I mean, they started the yeah. season without Michael Gallup, exactly. who's back. They Tyron started the Smith. season without James Washington, who's coming back. Tyron Smith is – I mean, like, they're, they're going to get healthier. I mean – I know they were talking to teams about possible receivers, but, I mean, it's just not like like the Brandon Cooks situation. Like, you're going to take on $18 million in guaranteed money next year and also give up draft picks. It's not just as simple as, like, oh, we get into trade and, and this is going to make us a Super Bowl team. I mean, it, it's got to make sense. And, by the way, they made a trade. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they got a defensive tackle, a run-stuffing defensive tackle. The, the, the Giants and the Eagles are two of the top five run-heaviest teams in the league, and they play in the Cowboys division. It's a pretty smart trade that's probably going to help them. So, so the answer to the question on the screen could be, yes, they might regret making a marquee trade at the deadline, while at the same time it could be true that the Cowboys, as currently constituted, They're are good. very much good enough to make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. If you look, they are on a short list of teams. 
teams. If yeah. Dak continues to progress, the difference in Dak Prescott from his first week back after the thumb to the second week back was market. Now, obviously, maybe the defense they were playing had something to do with that. But as C.D. Lamb gets a little more comfortable in his role, Gallup works his way back. Dalton Schultz is back yeah. and healthy. The two running back attack. I, I do not believe but, that they don't have enough offensively to get it done. But here's the issue. Everybody else is stacking the deck. Yeah. We just talked about Bradley Chubb. It's true. Listen, it's okay to feel like you have enough. Make sure you have enough because you look at Buffalo stacking the deck. Yeah. You look at Philadelphia stacking the deck. Like you look at the teams that are going all in. Minnesota stacking the deck. San Francisco. So you better make for damn sure you got enough and make sure you have a little extra because we watched the champions last year, thought they had enough, and how important was that Odell Beckham pickup when Jefferson went down? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it went right. from being a luxury to being a necessity in a hurry. I love when we'll you use those big words. See right. where it all winds up. As we continue, no more time to talk for Tampa Tom. Why this week needs to be the Bucks' best by far if he's getting back to the big game. Plus, LeBron's night saved by the unlikeliest hero for the Lakers. Why Matt Ryan actually does not done yet. We'll explain what that means as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up, and the game is called Fact or Fiction. Ninko, the Patriots are a playoff team. Fact or Fiction? I'm going Fiction on this one. You watch that Bears matchup, and then you fast forward to the Jets. They didn't look great. Their offensive line struggled. Yeah, they came around with a win, but when your MVP is your kicker, there are some problems. <laughs> so the Patriots need to figure it out or else... They're not a playoff team. And the division just got tougher in Miami, too. Hey, Dominique, uh, fact or fiction, the Vikings are Super Bowl contenders. Absolutely fact. They have just about everything that you would need. A quarterback that you can trust, a really good offensive line, two pass rushers on defense. Granted, there's some other holes on defense. And, of course, they got Justin Jefferson, a real playmaker, a top five receiver in this league, and not to mention Adam Thielen on the other side. They have all the pieces if they can put it all together and a smart young coach. 
All right, we'll come back to that one, I think. Bart, let's talk about Tampa. Fact or fiction, the Bucs won't win the NFC South. I don't think so, Green. I think this is a reset year. I don't know what's you know, happened to the Bucs under, under Ty Bowles. They have to figure their philosophy out and identity and figure out who they want to be. I don't think they figure that out right now. Right now, to me, Atlanta's the best team in the division. They should have won the first the first time. Yeah. They're trending upwards, so I, I give it to Atlanta. A reminder for anyone who forgot, that controversial call that came to roughing the quarterback against Brady at the end, that was in a game against Atlanta. The Falcons otherwise would have had a chance to try and win it if not for that call. So maybe um, they're even fortunate the Bucs are to be where they're sitting right now. Is this a must-win for your buddy Tom Brady this weekend? This is 100% a must-win for the, the Bucs and, and Tom Brady. It, it, I think back to when I was a kid at the playground, they had these metal slides. They were really scary looking. Yeah. Right, I think they're outlawed now. Well, <laughs> when you start that slide, they, you start going way too fast. You fly off the thing. You need stitches. You get hurt. You break your arm. They outlawed them for a reason. That's where the Bucks are right now. They're about yeah. halfway down this slide. If they lose this game, they're just keep, keep, like picking up speed and they're they're flying off the end of this thing. So again, I think the Bucks have to win this matchup for them to try and correct what's going on in, in that organization. What do they need? I'm with you. I don't know where that metaphor was going, but I'm a good teammate, so I like it. It seems like they're more, they're more like they're on the monkey bars and there's some rungs missing, so I don't know what's going to happen. Those rungs need to show up and fortify the inside of that offensive line, and Tom Brady went down to Tampa Bay because he needed help. No quarterback is going to be able to lift the team by himself. He's not getting the help that he needs. If you watch these games, most of them, you see that Tom Brady still has it. He still has the same ability that it seemed like he's had for the past several years, but no one else seems to be stepping up around him, which I guess feels like partially his responsibility as the leader of his team. No one's going to be talking about how the Bucks ended uh, the Tom Brady run as a dis- in disappointing fashion 10 years from now. We're going to be talking about how Tom Brady went out embarrassing himself. So it's a lot of pressure on them and a lot of pressure on him to kind of solidify his, well, that was about to be a stupid sentence. I was going to say something about his legacy. His so legacy is solidified okay. right. for us to re- solidify the end of his career. It, it, we're mean, just talking about a season. We're just talking about the ending yeah. here. And you, don't, you, you hate to see it end this way, but it, it so frequently right. it does always for the all-time way. greats. Yeah, yeah. either either, either, either die the hero or stay around long enough to see yourself become the villain. And you know, at this point, remember all the great young, um, older quarterbacks that we see? Peyton Manning kind of comes up to mind to me. Now, he's, he doesn't look as bad as Peyton Manning looked because his body just failed him. But the fact that you have to have an infrastructure, you have to have a roster that can carry an older quarterback, you ask him to be great in spurts. They're asking time. Brady to be great the entire game and be the best player on the field. At this point, he needs a strong run game and the opportunity to use his football acumen when he sees something that his mind has seen before to make teams pay. Right now, they can't do that. You know what he needs more than that? He needs the dominating defense we all thought he had. What happened to them, Bart? We opened the show today saying Green Bay's defense has been a disappointment. What happened to Todd Bowles' defense? That's the the issue, right? Because sometimes when you give somebody else the opportunity, well, Todd is still making the calls. But when you become the head coach, it's tough. And if this team looks like a team that doesn't have an identity, I don't know what the philosophy is. One day, one, you, know, you have two coordinators. You have Brian Leftwich, you know, who's kind of trying to show that he's a, a football savant. 
And sometimes you have to just keep it simple, stupid, and just run the football and play and lean on your team. They're playing – they look like two yeah. individuals that's separate. What do you think of Danny? It's well, a big challenge don't. for Todd Bowles right now because, like, you go back two years when they were kind of struggling in Brady's first year, not playing as well as we thought they would. And, you know, you had Bruce Arians out there, like, you know, boisterous, like, oh, we can do anything we want on offense. You know, like, oh, we're good enough to be – like, that, that, that kind of attitude is something the team could use. Yeah. I, I don't – I don't. I mean, Todd Bowles may be completely capable of instilling that in maybe a different way than Bruce Arians. But but he's got to. Like something's got to happen from the top to fire this team up and get it going the right way. The one good thing they have going for them to go back to the slide is that while they may be barreling down that slide, at the bottom of it is the Rams with a broken leg already to, to cushion their fall. So that, that that if you just look at it relative, like the, the game sets up okay for them. But yeah, I, I do think it's time for them to start playing well. You guys, you guys hung out in some. Frightening playground. I, I, I mean, you, you didn't miss saw, like, You a get a third degree bird off of that thing. You slide yeah. down there in yeah. July or August. Really that thing, any of us are alive. You, you yeah. cannot, under any circumstances, it, it builds character. You can't go on a slide in shorts. And there are very few rules in life. But one of them is do not go on a slide in shorts. All right, much more football as we go. But you know what? We thought Matt Ryan, we had seen the last of him. Think again. Lakers last oh. night against the Pelicans. <laughs> and the last thing you were expecting to happen in the finish of the night. Let's pick this thing up late in the fourth quarter, guys. Pelicans are down by three, but they've got Zion. Zion, a little give, a little go. Throws it down. He had 27. It's a one-point game. Then they would make two free throws. So the Lakers are down one. 20 seconds left. Got to go to LeBron. LeBron working. Looking, no good. Pelicans get the rebound. Lakers need to foul. They can't. Larry Nance ahead of the pack. Oh, my goodness, the Lakers are down by three. Last chance, Lakers. Looking to draw something up. 1.3 seconds remaining. Where are you going to go? How about Matt Ryan for a corner three? Yes, this Matt Ryan. Oh, and he knocks it down. The unexpected hero sends this game into overtime, where the Lakers would take control. Pelicans down by one. It's Zion. He's looking to get it to go. He can't. LeBron's going to get the board and go the other way. Anthony Davis cherry-picking. He had 20 points, 16 rebounds. Lakers by three. Next Laker possession. LeBron, he had 20 points, 10 boards, 8 assists. Take this one himself. Lakers find a way to win. After the 0-5 start, they've won two in a row. Matt Ryan, the hero last night. LeBron, how about it? It was a great play call by Coach. And uh, to have a you know a sniper like Matt uh, Matt to, to knock it down, stay ready, uh, you know big time shot for him. My confidence is uh, you know when it comes to shooting is unwavering. I mean I wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case. So Matt Ryan, the sort of saves the day during the 0-5 start. The Lakers had the worst offense in the NBA uh, during these two wins. It's up over 120 points per game. Small sample size, but the Lakers will take anything they can get. Meanwhile, in entirely other NBA news yesterday, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are each pledging to donate $500,000 to organizations that, quote, eradicate hate and to work with the Anti-Defamation League to fight anti-Semitism. The announcement came last night, which is six days after Irving's controversial social media post about a book and a movie that feature anti-Semitic tropes. The Nets, the ADL, and Irving all released statements yesterday. Irving's statement reads, in quote, I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community, and I take responsibility. I do not believe 
believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I'm a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. So from my family and I, we meant no harm to any one group, race, or religion of people and wish to only be a beacon of truth and light. The Nets have not made uh, Kyrie Irving available to reporters since Saturday night's tense press conference that followed a Brooklyn loss. The post itself was deleted on Sunday night. All right, we'll pause on that thought. We'll come back with more football conversation. Uh, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? Is it possible they could go undefeated this season? We'll tell you why it might actually be likelier than you think as we get up with you on ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Back on Get Up, and the next game is called More or Less. Hey, Rob Ninkovich, will the Chiefs beat the Titans by more or less than 12 and a half points? Uh, well, the Titans are going to win the football game. Ooh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I'm going with the Titans, like I said. I think that this could be a possibility where the Titans run the football, aggressiveness, and, and they come out with a win. I have two words for you. Money line. Uh, Bart, <laughs> you're next. Will the Bills beat the Jets by more or less than 12 and a half? I think this week we get the performance that we hope that we would have got last week against an opponent that was beatable. This opponent isn't beatable. I think they keep it close. Um, I, I'm going to go... Less. less I think it's going to be less. Then 12 and a half points. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, Dominique, how about the Eagles tonight against the Texans? Do they win by more or less than 13 and a half? It's got to be less. I mean, it's a short week. It's probably a tough game for the Eagles to get up for. And also, they're playing against the NFL team. It's so rare you can beat an NFL team by two touchdowns. The Texans are not Super Bowl contenders, but they're a respectable squad. So it's got to be less than 14. Okay, we will see what winds up happening. Again, that's the Thursday nighter tonight. The Eagles are, of course, the only remaining unbeaten in the sport. And I want you to take a look at the screen. That number, that percentage you see, is our analytics telling you what chance they have of winning that game. Those are some pretty substantial numbers. Until they wind up going to Dallas, which is the next game after what you see, they right now have a real shot to run this thing to something like 14-0. So at what point, Bartholomew, do we start to have conversations about whether or not the Eagles could have a perfect season? I, I don't think it's, it's a possibility. I think that takes a lot of mental um, endurance. And, you know, you want to worry about winning a championship. You don't want to worry about going undefeated. I think, Nico, you were in that position before, right, and how much how exhausting that is mentally. Sometimes you learn so much more by losing. But, listen, it's a team on their schedule that always beats the team that's unbeatable. And that's the Tennessee Titans because their brand of football is unlike no other. And it feels like they went back to their recipe about running the football, giving the ball to King Henry, and wearing teams down and taking the air out of the game. This is like the Princeton, Princeton four, four quarters, 
right, where you just, you know, take the shot clock all the way down. They can take the air out of the game in physicality. When King Henry's right, nobody can stop him. Maybe, but, but it does set up an interesting scenario. Ninko, I'll come to you. You got to New England two years after they had the season in which they were 18-0 going into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I know you had a lot of conversations with those guys, and you told me that sometimes when the really good teams you were on would lose your first game of the season, there was an element it, of relief. It was literally like, okay, we're like, get that's over with. We're not having to answer any questions about being undefeated and, and everyone going back to 2007 because we understand the Patriots, they had a beautiful season, and it didn't matter because they lost in the Super Bowl. And, and I can tell you this as a player – when all you want to do is win the Super Bowl. You, anything in the regular season, once you get into the playoffs and you get to that position of having an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, that's all that matters. And an undefeated season is basically an, a pressure that you don't need to have that pressure. It, it is an unrealistic pressure that the second that they do win every game in the regular season, they're going to have to answer question after question after question on can you be the next team to do this? And it's unrealistic, and it's unnecessary pressure. They don't need to have the pressure of being an undefeated team because at I, the end of the day, when you get to the playoffs, say they're undefeated, they lose in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. No one's going to talk about it. I understand that. I feel like Dominic looks skeptical. Why, Nate? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that there's pressure, but there's always going to be pressure for teams who have high expectations. And answering questions is no reason mm, not no. to continue mm, to go after wins. No. So I do think that it's a the reason why the Patriots lost the Super Bowl was the Giants' pass rush. It wasn't because they, they expended all their wins in the <laughs> no. regular season. Like, no. to me, it's what it boils you, down to. Teams are not made better because – go ahead. Wait, these guys are disagreeing strongly. Put everybody up here, uh, Chrissy, if we can. Why do you disagree with that? If you talk to the players that were on that team, which I have, it was exhausting. I remember when the Colts had an opportunity to go undefeated and they rested their guys in the first half. And Jeff Saturday is furious about about it to this day. He's he's still furious that they didn't go But but I tell you what, because it forces you to do things, guys that you would normally give a rest because you're thinking about the end game. You start playing them, and then you put them at risk to get hurt. The end game is to win the championship. Can I say something? I don't mean this to be insulting to my dear friend Dan Graziano, but when you're talking about all these questions you have to answer, you're making it sound like Graziano (laughs) is a tough opponent for you to go up against every single week. A couple of things here. Thank you, by the way, because the questions from the media are not the toughest freaking thing you guys face in the course of a week. And it's presented that way all the time, as if it's like, never ending, whatever. Y'all don't shut up! Small thinking. You want to be great, you want to be historic. You want to do something. Yeah, that, that, I want to win a Super Bowl. Bowl. I don't you want care a, you about want a being Super undefeated. Bowl ring on your finger. Who won, who who won Super Bowl 44? Who won Super Bowl 44? Who won Super Bowl 44? The only one that cares about I know you ago. don't because they weren't undefeated. But if they had gone undefeated, you would no, definitely no, 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 That's all anybody would ever talk about. Hold on. Don't yell. Don't yell. Here's what I'm saying. You're talking like the two are mutually exclusive. Thank you. Of course. If it's a choice between a perfect season and winning a Super Bowl, everyone would take the Super Bowl. But what you have the opportunity to be Pressure. is something it's, no it, one has done since 1972. They're the only ones that are like, we need to make sure. We are yeah. the only group of guys that have ever done yeah. this. Because when you look back at 2007, the 72 Dolphins were the ones like, oh, okay. We might not be this only ex- exclusive club right. that everyone's in. But at 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because when you're up there and you're doing your interviews and everyone's asking you the questions, it's it's not just a week <laughs> of it. It's mo- a month of questions so, on how does not it feel. questions. Being, what are you so worried about? I heard, I, what yeah, is it? It's, I, it's, a, it's a mental fatigue. It's a, it, yes. Oh, my if God. I, mental fatigue. <laughs> <some questions, laughs> you're not even mentally tired, Dad. Let me deal with you people. See, imagine we did this three weeks in a row. Let me get it. Go. I, I listened to Raja Bell on a podcast the other day talk about how exhausting it must be for the Nets to be answering questions about Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah. I can understand being tired of answering those type of questions. However, <laughs> what you're saying is the question they're going to get is, so you're going to win next week? No, that's a hard question to answer. So, it starts in week. Are you going to keep trying to win? If you're the Patriots and you're seven, what's the best record? I think it starts in week four. If you're four and zero, this is the year. This is the year. Then it's week five. Then you're six and zero. Then it's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Then you're looking at it's like, oh man, maybe week sixteen, I could get a week off and then I can be fresh for the playoffs. Versus, we're going to play all of our guys. We're going to go for this stupid record, which doesn't. Doesn't matter unless you win a yep. Super Bowl. Ask the 2007 Patriots: Would they have rather have. been undefeated or won the Super Bowl? No, they would have rather gone and won the Super Bowl decision. and not lost. So, I mean, if you ahead. ask them, would they? You're, if you ask them, would they rather have won the Super Bowl and won all the games? Yeah. They, they would have rather do that. No. You're making if a you false like lost ask them the fatigue of it. No, well, that, that, okay. So, so we're like, talking okay. about two different you're things. You're going to yeah. have to answer questions anyway. Yeah. So right. it's not like they're, no. they're it's, like no, if you lose the game, that the media disappears. Let me get Bart in. Go ahead, Bart. I mean, I, the, the best record I've had, I've been 13 and three a bunch, right? And you know, I feel like losing those games kind of put us in check, right? Because a lot of times when you lose, it allows the things, you know, the things get swept under the rug that can help you, that can make you lose. So, like, I I appreciated losing. Nobody, you want to win every game, but it's a lot of mental fatigue and asking those questions and pushing through injuries that you normally wouldn't do when you – so if y'all say questions, if y'all say questions one more time, me too. These damn questions aren't that hard. God, there are plenty Goodness of places gracious, you can go play sports questions. and nobody ever asks you a question. But get what? Guess what? It's, you also don't it's get a a mental fatigue. But listen, it's not just that question. You have other questions throughout the whole year that you're that you're so dancing gosh. around that. You know, Graziano's coming up with these hard-hitting questions. Mental fatigue, Dan. Here's Nobody wants to see you come up game. with a tape recorder right, asking for an exclusive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you guys then a question. If you were on a team, you, Bart Scott, yeah. and you're 14-0, and 0, yep. and you have clinched everything there is to clinch, Teddy Bruschi told me that he and Brady went to Belichick and said, don't take us out. We want to play. Would you go to your coach and say, let's not go for the perfect season because it's not worth it? Rest the guys that need the rest of it? That's because they had already had Super Bowls underneath their belt. You don't have one. Why would you feel about it? I would have said, listen, let's get healthy. Because we, we, we know that it is a gauntlet, and Fair. we're going to have a big target on our back because we're going to get everybody's best shot trying to knock this, this, this O off. I will buy that. More for the it. questions. I get that. Nobody the health part of it I totally get. That's different from the questions. Would you have, would, if, if you had been on that 07 team, again, Bruce Keith sat right where you're sitting yeah. right now and told me he and Brady and one or two other leaders went to Bill's office during like the second to last week or something and said, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here, Bill. You're not taking us out. 
we want to go for the perfect season. And, and maybe Belichick would have done it anyway, but the players wanted to do it. Would you not have felt that way? I would have felt that we need to do what's in the best interest of trying to get us in the proper position of winning a Super Bowl. So whatever that is, oh. if that's resting players, if we have a guy that's beat up, that's playing through an injury, maybe he should sit out the last week so he can have rest. Mm -hmm. But in that season, let's remember, they broke a bunch of records. They were feeling pretty good about themselves. Nobody remembers them. And they walked into a hornet's nest in the Super Bowl, which if you were to ask them now, maybe they would have had a different mentality on that. Dominique, I I'm just putting you in that position. Yeah. I, I think I can already guess your answer. Yeah. But if you were on a team that had wrapped up everything there was to wrap up and you were perfect, would you have told the coach, let's go for it? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. The, if the, the, if the sure. Patriots would have won the Super Bowl that year, we would, be, we would be calling them the best football team of all time. That's right. Like, that's what we would be talking about. This, the same thing with the Warriors, the 73-9 and nine Warriors. You are going for that. And Bart's point about having already had Super Bowls in their pocket, that's a good one. Like, I, maybe if I was going for my first Super Bowl ever, I might consider the rest. That's a reasonable argument that I could get behind. What I can't listen to is you <laughs> maniacs talk about these damn questions. Questions. <laughs> Too many Thank questions. You. I agree. It's well, exhausting I, and, and annoying oh, at the same time. That said, I have a question. Hopefully this won't be annoying. I asked everyone at the table, <laughs> Eagles or the field in the NFC? Eagles or the field in the NFC? Chrissy put up the picks. Let's see what everybody said. Uh, only Bart Scott has... Dan Graziano, you took the Eagles over the field? You never do that. This schedule they have, I, like it's hard to see them not getting the one seed, and that matters so much. There's only one buy per conference. Bart, why the field? <laughs> I think the field because, listen, they, get, they have a target on their back and they're going to have a game where they're not on and another team is going to be on and somebody's going to have to step up and be a hero. It is hard to win every game or win every game in the NFL oh, and let alone, you know, it's, it's other good teams that's going to punch above their weight class. All right, we'll see what winds up happening. In the meantime, we got good basketball coming away tomorrow night. I'll be here for a doubleheader, Celtics-Bulls, 7.30 Eastern time, followed by a great game, Giannis and the unbeaten Bucks visiting the T-Wolves. We'll start your night with NBA Countdown, 7 Eastern on ESPN and on the ESPN app. All right, coming up, after a deadline downer, can the pack bounce back? We'll tell you why this weekend is the last stand for one of the all-time greats. Next, you're watching Get Up on ESPN.